Wow. Yeah, man. <laughs> the man, Wanderer. The Wanderer. Yeah. The title totally makes sense. Yeah, man, for yeah. sure. It's uh, <laughs> tied to where he, he borrowed the, these uh, called Memotron. Yeah. So it's a perfect like replica of the old Melotron, right? Just a modern version and and, and, and use that on, on the music yeah. uh, it was just a great time and he was you can hear some tapes also going because yeah. that's him actually switching the buttons on and off it's beautiful yeah and it's that's maybe one of my favorite new songs that i wrote i wrote it in bolivia originally about the andes and i think a portuguese version is going to be on the next album because oh, wow. it's it's too good not to be there i think yeah and, and i and I perfected it in, in when I was in Buenos Aires. You know, I had some talks with some musicians there who gave me some really cool ideas of what to do with the arrangements on the guitar. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and it's a song about you know. Yeah, the the title. I I don't know if I should say that, but the the title of the album, "A Tongue Full of Suns," comes from a poem, or from the lyrics of a song that didn't make it into the album. Uh huh. Um which was kind of a uh, inspired by by a little crush i had here yeah a couple of years ago in epsilon actually yeah on a girl that that you also know yeah <laughs> <laughs> and i really like that image of uh i don't know at some point i wrote like she has a tongue full of suns you know because i thought everything she said was beautiful i was yeah. like oh my god it's such a and the song didn't make it because it wasn't good enough maybe but then okay. that line tongueful sounds it's a kind of a interesting thing yeah i thought actually the tongueful of sounds came from you like well it became right the, the idea i mean i, I created uh, this i have a little text introduces the album and about the sorcerer yeah. of words and music and, and he has a sun gilded uh. tongue you know that carries melodies that fill out entire horizons you know wow. and it's like a persona that i visualized uh -huh. as i as i put these songs together and i yeah i always like to have a concept story imaginary story behind the album so the first album was you know the brazilian landscape in the jungles and the dry mountain areas and you know nostalgic stories and stuff like that but this one is like an actual story of a guy yeah who disappeared in the wilderness and then someone you know found his these six songs yeah yeah and uh, that's what is left of him is this music hey so uh rafael uh, where does the music come from like uh, was this always a thing that you kind of grew up around playing it, music or it was i was very fortunate to have a very musical family. Yeah. My mom is a musician oh. uh, in the church. <laughs> um, as I said, I came from a very religious family, and she's uh, she's got a degree, I think, in I think singing. You know, like a sacred music yeah, <laughs> and, yeah, yeah. Uh, and choir conducting. And uh, so I grew up around you know the house where she was always playing the piano and rehearsing and singing, and then. My father is like an amateur musician. He was always a big fan of music, so yeah. he plays the guitar a little bit, you know, and and he listened to the Beatles and you know and, nice. and, and other Brazilian artists like yeah. Geraldo Azevedo, Raul Seixas, and uh -huh. and, uh, and you know they always. My mom kind of forced me to go and sing in the church choirs, right, as a kid, like the kid children choirs, right, and uh, 
sorry, and my aunt, my, everyone, my family. Have there's a lot of musicians, you know, like yeah. uh, like church musicians mostly and stuff. Yeah. Um, so I grew up around that, uh, and but it's not like when I was a kid, I never felt like I'm gonna learn an instrument. Now I would take the guitar that my father my father owned, and I would just <laughs> no hit on it and like strum <laughs> the blank, strings blank. and start singing about some <laughs> crocodile guy. Uh, and I would take the piano and do the same thing. Like yeah. I, I actually, I, I had a lot of thing. A very common thing, I guess. You take pots and pans in the kitchen and you know, yeah. surround yourself with them and start yeah. pretending you're a drummer and stuff. <laughs> but I never once thought like, oh, music is what no. I want to do. My sister no. was taking piano lessons, okay. and, and but I I did not until I was twelve. And I, a cousin of mine showed me Nirvana, oh. and then I changed my whole universe. <laughs> right? I heard he showed me Lithium. Wow. by Nirvana he yeah. showed me Lithium and he showed me this song by Metallica a very famous song by Metallica but I wasn't so impressed Metallica never did it for me nothing I, else matters or no, no it was or maybe maybe uh, it was but I, I didn't I, I'm not a big fan of Metallica no. that's just a matter of taste I think I respect but still them. you remember it, and it yeah because it was the two you. songs oh. and you know and he downloaded like it was some mp3 like <laughs> shitty versions you know and I remember this old computer we had it was the year was must have been it was 2000 I think he came to visit this cousin yeah. of mine and he showed and, and then Lithium you know Nirvana like opened up a whole universe for me and I was like I want to learn the guitar yeah and I asked my dad like can you buy me an electric guitar yeah and he said oh okay if you learn a song within 30 days I'll buy the guitar and I was like I don't think he knew how easy Nirvana is on the guitar because <laughs> I, I learned Lithium <laughs> within two days right I was like oh yeah okay great man oh. it was the easiest like challenge I've ever had in my life boom a new yeah. guitar <laughs> yeah but I cool sucked challenge. on the electric guitar though okay. like, I mean I didn't suck oh it was an electric guitar electric. he bought you because he had he had this acoustic old beaten up yeah. nylon guitar and uh -huh. that's where I learned the songs Lithium and I think uh, Come As You Are, yeah. I also learned. You know, I had Whoa. blisters on my fingers. And then I tried so the electric cool. guitar for some time and yeah. Yeah, didn't. But I mean, uh, from that point on, I knew that music was my passion. Yeah. Like, I definitely, then I started going through all sorts of directions, listening wise, right? Yeah. Exploring yeah. this universe of rock and roll. I went as far as black metal and death metal. You oh, know, wow. I, I, I think some of my first songs were like black metal songs, right? Written yeah. the distorted mm -hmm. guitar. Yeah. Thinking about Odin and stuff like that. Cause <laughs> it's like, I was into Norwegian, you know, <laughs> Norwegian black metal, right? I thought Borsum was fucking great, man. <laughs> awesome, and, Odin. And then Mayhem, man, and all these, all these guys. <laughs> and, uh, oh, that's uh, funny. That's awesome. But I also listened to Radiohead, you know, in this Australian band, Silverchair, oh. which is the band that connected me to Denmark because that's on the message board about Silverchair that I met this Danish Oh, you girl. started chatting there. I started yeah, chatting. Yeah. So, yeah, um, definitely. And then I went to, you know, this heavy metal, these uh, melodic metal where these guys are singing like falsetto. Oh, super hmm. classic, classical music. And yeah. I started learning the piano because yeah. I thought I sucked on the guitar. Oh, yeah? I didn't, because I, I couldn't play the electric guitar. I was like, I was trying to play stuff. I'm like, mm. So I, I went to the piano instead and yeah. decided I wanted to be a classical, you know, concert pianist and started to learn Chopin and Franz Liszt and Rachmaninoff. And you were just saying that's what your sister did, right? She took she piano. As a kid. Okay. I mean, she did it as a kid. She didn't uh, She didn't become a musician? No, no. Like she. No. I mean, she, she, she loves music yeah. and, and I don't know how much she can play. I think she can play a couple of chords on the guitar and, yeah. and she sings, likes to sing and stuff. But um, yeah, it was kind of a... A passing phase for her, I feel. Yeah. Whereas 
when we moved to Florida, that's when I was like really into the piano and doing the classical stuff and wow. practicing. And I completely kind of neglected the guitar for a period. Yeah. Didn't, until I heard Jeff Buckley or, and, and then Tim Buckley. And I was like, okay, this is great. Damn. Let's go back. <laughs> and Elliot Smith, Elliot Smith also rocked my world. Oh. Um, um, yeah, so music, you know, it's always... It just became music. Yeah, and then when I heard the Beatles, it's like, okay, this is what I want to do. Yeah. But I still didn't know. It took me... I mean, I started studying very late. I mean, I think I must have been already 25 because of all kinds of, of reasons. But uh, I think back when I started writing and did recording... You, did you have an idea? You say a lot of different reasons, but did you have an idea of you doing something else than just music at a point? Oh, or? yeah. I think... Yeah. I remember when I came to Denmark and I was, you know, in the middle of high school and... I mean, I had all these ideas, right? I mean... I don't know. I thought about astrophysics. And <laughs> oh man! <laughs> I was never that great at math, but I love the yeah, romantic yeah. idea of you know looking at the stars. And I read all these Stephen Hawking books. Oh and, yeah, freaking and Carl universe. Sagan, right? Carl Sagan, my my hero. And uh, I mean, you know, as a kid, you go through so many phases. I, I think linguistics has always also fascinated me. Right? Yeah. I learned. I, I recited a, a a poem in Elvish. In, I heard uh, you were talking, friend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I remember going to a class in in, in USA and then reciting a poem in uh, that written by Tolkien. Yeah. In this language that he invented, the Quenya. I love I love I love language, man. And I, I think that was maybe the most the most serious one like that I considered besides music. Like I'm yeah. gonna do something with philology and, and linguistics. But I, I don't know. Music was was there and just kind of just rode that ride yeah you know and eventually i didn't think i would ever be good enough to get into the music academy and remember once i did i was starting applying i had this bass player who was telling me like hey maybe you shouldn't do it man because you know you already have your own thing going on maybe it's gonna ruin you you know that kind of also romantic idea that academia might ruin some authenticity and Uh stuff Bullshit, man. Bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't. I mean, if if you're if you're gonna ruin your music, it's, you're gonna ruin your music somehow. If I mean, and that's subjective anyway. Yeah. But I think it definitely helped me open up an entire harmonic universe yeah, me, that yeah. I didn't know. And I mean, I can arrange now and write music, and, and I, I I love it. Yeah. But you definitely don't. You can you can definitely do. I mean, my biggest heroes in in popular music are, you know like what you say like self-taught mm. you know they know oh anything yeah. about music you know? oh. the Beatles yeah. uh, Milton Nascimento I guess those are the two they were all self-taught yeah. I was going to say Elliot Smith but he actually knew a lot of music he studied classical piano and Nick Drake he also studied music oh. somewhat but um, yeah music music it happened I mean I kind of just it just happened it happened because I probably couldn't do anything else. I wasn't, I don't think I've ever been like, you know, if you're going to do something else like academic studying, reading a hundred pages and writing 300 pages, yeah, uh, that yeah. was not for me. And uh, the music, the conservatorium was great in that way because it just let me do what I liked. Mm. It was just me having fun. Yeah. And then learning stuff along the way. Yeah. Right? And, and I mean, I, I thanks to Denmark, I, I mean, I did some exchange uh, semesters in Brazil. I went back to Brazil to, to another town, not my hometown, 
to study there and get yeah. to know some musicians from there. And, and then I went traveling through the Andes, right, later on. Through the education, like, it's it still strikes me as a very privileged thing to be able to, like, I got funded, yeah. like, scholarships to go study. I, I'm doing air quotes right now because, I mean, it was <laughs> studying, yeah, yeah. but it, I didn't but feel like it. studying. It you was having it. fun. I mean, yeah. I went to Buenos Aires in Argentina, and I had two classes with these guys whose music I absolutely love and admire. And, you know, for me, it was not like, oh, fuck, I'm going to go take some music class. It was like, I'm going to go meet these guys and hear what they have to say about my music, you yeah. know, to me. And, and it was amazing. That's what, studying what you love, I mean, maybe it doesn't pay off economically always, right? Because <laughs> music is not an easy thing to to live off. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, the passion, the love you have for something, like, and the things you experience on your way there. Yeah, it's amazing. One of the guys that, that I took lessons with in Buenos Aires is this uh, guitarist called Matias Arriasu. He came later on to Copenhagen. He's actually on the album on, on one song mm. called The Painter. He, we did a little duo on the guitar. It's amazing, I mean. And they paid, they gave me money to pay him to, to give me lessons, right? For me, that was like, yeah, taking lessons with people you admire. Yeah, wow. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, music was just logical Yeah. for me. Yeah. So maybe we should hear the painter. The painter, the beginning of everything. Exactly. With Titor and with the album. So 